Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys are the best audience in the world, and we certainly love you uh, very much. Be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Get everybody downloading the show on the Chris Voss Show podcast. They can find that Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The new, uh, I think it's Luminary is the new podcast thing uh, that's out there. It's, uh, seems really popular. Got a bunch of big people on it. They've actually put the Chris Voss Show on that uh, platform as well. So you can find it there. You can find us anywhere at all the different apps. So tell your friends about it. Go to youtube.com for just Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button and be sure to subscribe to all the different wonderful updates we're doing for interviews and everything else. Uh, this week, we're doing a lot of different things. Uh, we're going to the AWE show and looking at a lot of VR and AR stuff. So we've been talking to a lot of people that are in that VR and AR industry about some of the really cool technologies that they're bringing forth into the future, especially with the uh, emergence of 5G coming to markets in America. And today, I have an incredible CEO with us, uh, Imagination Parks CEO and founder alan paul silverstein alan how you doing very good chris i appreciate you even taking the time to let me join you and your audience so thank you very much and certainly on awe week it's even more important to kind of get out the word on augmented reality yeah it's going to be interesting to go to the show i'm going to be like wearing headsets and being a weird <laughs> spatial computing thing i still have this problem where we have the spatial computing podcast that this will also be going out on. And I, I still spell spatial, S-P-A-T. I, I can't get I-A-L, you got it. That's yeah. pretty good, spatial. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, good. It's late in the day. You're allowed that one spelling out. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're not graded today. C-E-T, spatial, I don't know. It's all, it's all the same to me. So let's get an idea uh, from you as to who you are, what made you want to get into this industry, and what some of your background is. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to chat. So my background is mostly a serial entrepreneur. I've always done a lot of businesses along the way that have been unique and different. Uh, and actually, one of the previous claim to fames were, uh, was one of the founders, original six, of finding the prepaid phone card industry in the United States. Oh, wow. And I actually started on my kitchen table and making up the cards and then walking the streets of the suburbs and that's New York City and Queens looking to knock on the doors and sell those cards. So wow. before anyone knew what a phone card was, I was out peddling those door to door and uh, it was a tough way to make a living. I got to tell you that much. Oh, uh, knocking on doors in New York City, man. You might you might get shot. in Queens, where they're bilingual. So it's not even just that. And no, you don't get shot back then. But actually, uh, that business ended up growing significantly. And ironic enough, what led me to really grow that business is I owned the Muhammad Ali robe that he wore in the Zaire fight against Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. The Rumble in the Jungle. That what a, what a fight that was. One of the greatest fights and, and displayed why uh, Muhammad Ali was truly one of the greatest ever. Uh, right. So I had that robe and ultimately ended up selling that to who ended up being my financier and partner, Shelly Finkel, who actually was a Vander Holyfield's manager for Noah Whitaker, Melcher oh, Taylor. Wow and Mike Tyson's and he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. So I did a transaction to sell it to him and ultimately he ended up partnering the deal with me. And as I started doing the phone cards and it started to grow and grow, I actually called him for advice and he ended up becoming my partner. And with Shelly, when you have the boxing heavyweight champion of the world, it gives you access to a lot. So we took a shift from phone cards as a kind of commodity to make calls to license phone cards. So with him having access to all the different leagues, 
We created phone cards for Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, Jimi Hendrix's estate, Led Zeppelin, Marvel Entertainment, 80 Olympic team, 69 Mets, whole host of others. Company went from zero to 20 million in about three years, and we went IPO to NASDAQ as well. So holy crap. And you started experience, from experience. all from those little plastic cars there. Isn't that great? <laughs> plastic cars. This is amazing. That's a great story. The Rumble in the Jungle, was that the rope it Was that the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He played out for him. Before, you know, if Foreman had the grill, he could have hit him over the head with it, and that would have slowed it down. Yeah, that probably would have. But better, he just could have fed him some burgers and, you know, the Oh, well, he could have made him. some paninis for him. That would have really taken <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> George Foreman beat the crap out of Ali. That he, was. I, I thought he would beat him back then. I really did. And before, you know, that was an amazing strategy by Ali and uh, came back with it. The interesting story with the robe was I don't know if you remember, it's a gray and white custom made robe that was given by the government of Zaire to him. You can look it up online if you look for the. I saw the movie. I've seen it. I think I've seen at least one or two documentaries of it. Did you? And you see the robe. So there was actually a, a hearsay little story that in the left sleeve of the robe, was a postcard with a prediction of who's going to win the fight and what round. Uh, ultimately, when I sold it to Shelly, he actually had someone open up and find the card and actually had the right round and Ali winning. So Holy pretty amazing God. story. Ultimately, that road went on from him. It actually went on sale in Sotheby's, and I believe it went for something like 200 Seventy thousand or two hundred sixty thousand dollars at that time, and who knows how much it is now uh, through the years. But nonetheless, we we worked doing phone cards and, and licenses. Then I lived in India for four years and uh, decided I didn't like spicy food. That that wasn't going to last. So that, yeah, that's a tough place to be. Like and uh, and along the way, also, what was it? Yeah, and I was actually one block away during nine eleven. Actually, the second plane flew by my window. And so uh, you were you were home. No, I, home. I was actually at work on the 50th story on a building on Broadway, which was one block away from Tower 2. So the second oh. tower that you saw got hit. That oh. was literally right in front of our eyes up there, 50 stories high. Oh. It, was, it was horrific. And uh, it was horrific. It, it was a horrible, horrible time. And out of that, actually, I created a money laundering software identification company that would monitor oh. financial transactions in real time and identify check kiting, movement of money, and other illegal transactions. And Got that company. Actually, I ended up speaking in front of the Federal Reserve Board of Governors in Philadelphia and did a white paper on uh, moving money through prepaid uh, instruments, financial instruments through the world. So crazy. It's crazy stuff. So, you know, every opportunity opens a door. And then if you want to decide to go through it and from there, a number of other projects, including a recruitment software solution that's still up and running in India, uh, doing very well. And as well, then I moved to Imagination Park. Are That's you awesome. on that side? I hear beeping going there. I apologize. My Facebook's up, so uh, we took care of that business. <laughs> it's it's part with Mark Zuckerberg saying, hey, can I come on the podcast? And yeah, he always asks. Tell him next week. I we have no. 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 <laughs> the, uh, so it's pretty interesting. So you launched Imagination Park. Is that correct? So I got brought in to help run it. We kind of took the company from a content company that specialized in producing content and offering it to Hollywood because the company actually is a public company. Imagination Park is traded on the CSE, the Canadian Stock Exchange, under the the, uh, IP symbol. It's also traded on the OTCQB here in the US. We are the only augmented reality, pure play software that's a public company, ironically. So we shifted to AR. We've invested a significant amount of money building a complete AR turnkey platform. The ability to deliver augmented reality in minutes anywhere in the world without a programmer. 
So we, we took quite a unique approach to it. And certainly, as you said, AWE with the augmented reality coming out, we didn't want to just be like the other companies. You know, AR has gotten very popular. I don't know if your listeners are familiar, you know, Snapchat filters of what augmented reality is, where people hold the phone and they get the rainbows and they get the bunny ears. And it's good in entertainment and it, and it targets a younger demographic. But ultimately, AR has got to be a transactional opportunity, right? It's got to disrupt, create some business opportunity to do a transaction. We focus in the retail space, live event and sports, where people go out to physical locations and want to engage with AR. Again, using their phone. You're familiar with, I'm sure, Chris, with uh, Pokemon Go, which everyone was in yeah. July 2016. That was truly the keystone event everyone will refer back to in AR when no one really knew what AR was. And then that did, I think, to date, about $3 billion to date for Niantic. So uh, pretty incredible revenue on doing AR. Yeah, that was, I remember when everyone was into that a few years ago, and it really was a breakout and, and great for AR. And your guys' website is imaginationpark.com. So people that are uh, listening, they can go there and check it out. <laughs> and one thing I noticed is you guys have apps on the iOS store and the Google Play store. Uh, and, and are those live right now? Yeah, we've been live with our apps for a while. Uh, our new branding is Imagine AR, which we thought was a very appropriate new name for it as well. Previously was Xenoplay, but we moved to Imagine AR because the reality is everyone should have the ability to enjoy and leverage AR from a business standpoint. We take AR at the next level that you have the ability when someone takes their phone with our app running and pointed at something for what's called an activation, it's a sign, it's a building, or it's at a certain location, you'll see something, whether it's an animation, whether it's a movie, something else, but you get a reward card. That reward card allows that user some kind of transaction with the vendor provided. So imagine going to a mall and doing a Pokemon Go scavenger hunt, and as you go around the mall, you're getting coupons for different stores. You're getting entered into a sweepstakes. It provides a gamification right into the environment, and that's the area we focused on in the world of augmented reality. And when you go to the website, Imagination Park, you guys have a video of how this works. And you can see you, you can hold your phone up to a storefront and you can see like products in the store. You can see different features and benefits. There's animations. Yeah. Kind of funds up the whole sort of experience. It kind of helps us so you can look inside the store and all that good stuff. In fact, my girlfriend's been using your app uh, anytime we, you know, go in the bedroom. Uh, and I take my clothes off, she holds up the uh, AR app in uh, uh, Lopez. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I thought there was something else that was going to come up, but I was going to ask you about that one. This is Mario Lopez. I don't know. <laughs> Funny enough, I went to a fight once. I sat ringside, and who sat in front of me? Yeah. I was second row. He was right in front of us, Mario Lopez. And He's I a really nice guy. We... Also, so he stands up during the entire fight, and he ducks and he weaves during the entire 12 rounds. I almost feel like he needed to be tiled off by us from behind because he'd get down and sweat in between each round. He's a nice guy. We uh, Herman Carden, uh, JBL, took us to a Grammy uh, uh, after party one time. It was all like Bolton and all these uh, people. And, and I think I met, uh, uh, we hung out with the uh, lead singer of, uh, of uh, Lincoln Park and and I, I met a few Look different at you, people. Grit, hobnobbing with the upper crust. Well, you know, it's all the people that send us products and reviews. They like us for some oh. reason. We have a great relationship with, with them. But uh, 
uh, he kind of hosted and, and talked around table the thing. Really nice guy. I, I'd love to have those sort of looks. I, I don't know, man. I you just, do, Chris. Don't you know that? You well, do. I, you know, he said the same thing to me when I met him. He I had there. a feeling. I he said, you're really a beautiful man. And he said, I'd rather be beautiful like you. I'd um, rather be Chris but, Ross. Who wouldn't be? That, that yeah. could be your next show, actually. Who doesn't <laughs> want to be Chris Ross? Invite I, I, I did that at the haircut uh, hairstylist today. I told her, I she said, how do you want your haircut? I'm just, I go, I don't worry about it. Just, just cut the damn thing. And I just go, you know, it's hard. It, you can't, you can't mess with this beauty. <laughs> no, you know, there is only one Mount Rushmore. So nonetheless, Exactly. And uh, it's probably how's it going so far? This podcast, <laughs> and it's like me, it's kind of made of stone, chiseled in stone. And there you go, with that, dirty. there you go. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, back to what you guys are doing, you guys I are know, that's a lot of augmented reality. We can actually put you on Mount Rushmore if you want to have it. We'll set that photo for you with AR. I don't know if there's enough coders in the world for that. Your <laughs> <laughs> mural will have a good point too. So, and, and I, again, augmented reality different from virtual reality. Everyone sometimes gets confused. And again, virtual reality, you put on the lenses over your head. The new Oculus came out, Quest, it's blowing people away where it'll put you into the world. It's a tremendous experience and it's really cool and it's exciting, but you can't walk around with it, right? You got to stay yeah. in one place. Uh, although there's people on Instagram or all these social media showing people out and about now with the quest kind of doing their thing. So that's the new thing to do is get in and go stand in Times Square and, and take on the battle of the games. AR allows you to walk around with your phone, point and get the activations through the phone. And that's the difference. So you can share it. It's social focused and you get some kind of overlay of digital information, whether it's the animation, information. The market's enormous for AR. The, the yeah. opportunities are significant. We focus on live events, retail. Malls, stores are getting you know killed by Amazon. How many people just go to Amazon? It's like a vending machine. You just hit a button and it shows up the next day. Retailers need to change their game also. They need to figure out a way to get people in the store. AR is a way to do it. It provides a gamification. Scavenger on sweepstakes, sign up, other games, a way to activate consumers and get them excited to leverage it. And I think ultimately you're going to see AR build. And I'm sure you've had other people on your show saying, you know, we're going to Tom Cruise in a minority report, you know, ultimately wearing glasses and lenses that overlay digital information or like that Black Mirror episode two, mm -hmm. where it's called the social scale, where you would look at someone and you get the information. So there's a lot of good that comes with it, but obviously there's a lot of privacy and social issues that people are looking at. And what are the concerns? Because you're even seeing San Francisco, you know, facial recognition getting banned in, in in San Francisco. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing when you think about that, saying, wait a minute, now that's getting banned, yet the technology exists today everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's 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 interesting how it's everywhere. What's even interesting is in San Francisco and Oakland, they have the police cars that have the the auto readers on them where they right. can drive by and just zap all the plates as they go. Yep. And uh, but yet they won't do facial recognition. I, I and I see the concerns. You see what's going on with Japan and their uh, that whole technology. I forget the name of the company, the CEO who's developed that technology, where they can pretty much guess your age on the street. They can tell you're a male. Um, they they know who you are. They have a you know they have a social. Is that Japan or China? The China one because the China one is you heard about that one in China. Mm -hmm. Where they even have social score. I mean, this is yeah, you have a social score. Like you can't travel, you can't get on a train, you can't fly if your social score is not high enough. Yep. And they monitor what you buy. 
So, like, I guess if you're buying too much alcohol, the, the computer goes, oh, this guy's got a problem. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I'm glad they don't do that here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, to be like, he drinks way too much pot. Um, <laughs> my insurance. That's that's the one thing that I, I remember people talking about. I think it was on 60 Minutes. They profiled that. And they were talking about how, uh, you know, what if your insurance company sees that and goes, oh, absolutely. Great. He's, he's buying those Cheetos. But uh, <laughs> No, I watched the video on your guys' website and was checking out. People can download this app right now currently, correct? Absolutely. Imagine AR is available in both stores. And we've done deals with business users ready to deliver content. For example, we're working with the Basketball Hall of Fame where they're using it for a fundraiser. So they're actually emailing out to donors. They download the app and they have the ability to point the phone with the app running at specific logos of the Hall of Fame. And you'll see famous legends like Jason Kidd come up, explain why the Hall of Fame is so important, what's so great about it, and asking people to donate. Uh, Orange Fitness Theory up uh, in North Dakota, we're doing a program with them where they're doing a Wonder Woman run with it, with a scavenger hunt. We did the Mall of America uh, holiday experience this past Christmas. Uh, so we're working in areas outside that allow people to gamify with it. Uh, and also coming up uh, in June, we're going to be an app for when AT&T introduces their 5G uh, a special at the Warner Brothers lot. It's called Shape. And we're going to be the app there. And we're actually going to do a treasure hunt and AR activations throughout the whole Warner Brothers lot for them as well. That should be cool. I'll have to talk to my AT&T people about it. AT&T has been uh, one of the big... Uh kind of uh, sponsors, not the right word, but supporters of the Chris Voss show. They keep us uh, uh, in phones and everything. They send us all the new phones for like last 10 years. And of course we use their broadband when we go on uh, location to events like AWE. Um, right. In fact, uh, scavenger hunts are really cool. In fact, we, we've we had sponsors in the past that have sponsored, you know, us going to these events like CES, NAB show, and they'll, ha and they'll have scavenger hunts, but this adds a whole new element of it. And I'm looking at your guys' website. What's really cool about this, and I think what a lot of real retailers, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of retailers have to realize or, or outdoor events thing have to realize is you go to events now and people are still looking at their phones. You know, they go to phones and they're still looking at their phone. So if they're just going to look at their phone, well, give them AR so they can take exactly. and you know, interact with that. And that way you still get attention. You hit it on the head, Chris. They're going to stare at the phones. Everyone is with the phones. Yeah. So utilize the phones means, you know, we call it the next digital communication channel AR. It's the next one. You had websites decades ago, went to social media. AR is the next one. And you see a tremendous amount of press about it. There's a big article in Wired uh, back last year calling it Mirror World. Uh, taken from a professor at Yale saying there'll be a duplicate of every physical item in the world in digital space and you'll uh -huh. have the ability to interact with it. So all this is converging where people are using the mobile phones and there's approximately three and a half mobile phones, three and a half billion with a B mobile phones around the world. And those are going to be the focus of AR certainly for the next few years. Apple will come out with their lenses where it ties to the phone to do an AR experience. But I don't think you're going to see any mainstream you know, taking of the lenses for at least a few years from now. One of my good friends, Robert Scoble, I don't know if you've ever interviewed uh, him. Robert Scoble wrote one of my favorite books in AR back then. His, uh, what was it called? The fourth one. I think I remember, forgot the name. I recommended so many people to read that book. Yeah, so. him and, him he, and, very smart guy. Yeah, very smart guy. Um, and he just recently posted a picture of him and his son. They're going to New York. Uh, wearing the Oculus Rift, and <laughs> they've got the handles and they're playing right. in the row of the airplane. 
And I'm, I'm just like, well, I guess I'll have to get used to getting on an airplane now and the whole, you know, the whole plane's looking at you in VR glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. But it definitely would be more interesting. It'd be entertaining, especially if I was in a plane, if I could look at something AR and, I don't know, there'd be something more interesting than just saying well, that. The Oculus will be more VR, right? So the Oculus yeah. will keep you in Merchant World. The AR, we've actually spoken to a few airlines. The concern is the Wi-Fi capability yeah. when you're up there. And yeah. as you said, by, you know, right, in the, right now, AR is a lightweight kind of activation. You point the phone, get a little bit of activation. We actually change the game in terms of AR because we deliver not just a cartoonish or animation, we give any business ability to deliver videos, green screen videos, FBX objects, uh, coupons, sweepstakes. So it's whatever they want without a programmer. So I can there run a sweepstakes this week or run other, a coupon that gets delivered. So the phone is the basis. So up in the airline, their concern was if everyone gets on the mobile phone, number one, they don't want people on the mobile phone going, hey, I'm going to start speaking. And number two, they start hitting the keys and start going around the phone and you know, around the airplane with it. They were a little concerned with it. <laughs> I, I would like an AR program for when you go in the in the uh, bathroom on the plane, and it looks a whole lot bigger than it really is. But I don't know, I don't know. that, or I can be on a sunny beach, cramped in that too. But the brother was uh, Robert's. One of Robert's real predictions is that Apple is going to step into this market, whether it's AR or VR or not. I know they're kind of in the AR market with what they're. Well, doing. the AR with the phone, but they're coming out with the lenses, which went into production in China, and they're expected to come out by midway 2020. So uh -huh. Apple being this, you know, there are other lenses out there already. There's a number of companies, but again, everyone's looking to see. Okay, Apple comes out. It'll be the first mainstay tied and powered to the phone. And everyone who's building platforms similar to us, they're trying to predict, you know, we're hardware agnostic. So a lot of us are written for the technical people in Unity. So you have the ability to work on any hardware whatsoever. So you can transition to the wearables when it does come about in the future. But mm -hmm. Apple will be the one deciding that'll come out in 2020. But again, remember, they don't change the game, but they come out and set a standard that everyone looks to. And I think recent surveys, there's a company called DigiCapital, which specializes in overviewing the industry. And I believe uh, Apple's already in the number two position without even having a lens in the market that people expect to be a leader in the augmented reality lens in the next wow. year. Well, that's crazy. And then you guys allow retailers to get real-time data reporting, I guess? Yeah, we do full analytics. It's important for retailers to gamify, to get some a destination, right? Get people to be there, experience what's going on. Right now, retailers set up the stores. People come in with their phones. They look around the products. And they immediately look in price comparison shop and see what's on their phone. And see either yeah, if it's Best Buy, I'm going to go compare to a website and say, hey, can you match it? So that's not a way to pay the rent and build a business, right? And yeah. people want to use their phone. They don't want to talk to anyone. They want to just use their phone and go about their business. But mm -hmm. if I have the ability to gamify that environment, make it entertaining, have some coupons, sweepstakes, other games to do, it gives me more of a destination approach. And that's really what's got to start to happen in retail because Amazon has taken over so much of the day-to-day -day purchases that are ongoing with people. Oh, yeah, Best Buy and other retailers are getting killed. They're, I mean, if you people go in there, they're just showrooming, as they call it, where where they're just, you know, looking at the products and the tactile, and then they go home and order it. And then they order it. And it's, you know, you're not going to build a business that way. And they're getting hurt, and they continue to do it. And that's why, actually, we're up at the Toronto Retail Council. It's one of the biggest retail shows of the year. It's in Toronto once a year with over 2,000 retailers explaining what AR is, teaching about AR, saying this is how you're going to get to the audience, but make it engaging and activating, not just let everyone come in there, comparison shop, and then walk out the door again. 
And this this really builds on, I, I forget the company, back in 2009, I had the concept idea for um, a, a uh, some sort of system where as you walked around uh, a store, uh, you could get different notifications, coupons, different things from off of beacons, right? your phone, off of beacons and stuff. Right. Um, and it came out of the first time, this is like, I think 2009, 2010, I walked into the floor of the uh, Marriott uh, here in Las Vegas. And right. this is back in the day when it was kind of wide open, Wild West stuff. And as soon as I stepped on the floor, I got a Bluetooth notification saying, you've just stepped on the floor of the um, Las Vegas Marriott. Do you want to get some, do you want to get, you know, special deals or any special information for gambling? Right. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. That somebody knows I'm fucking <laughs> um, And so the prediction was, is wow, if you could make that work around a store, you could lead people around a store, all that good stuff. And I talked to a few people. I would you know, I wasn't really deep into tech back then. And, uh, uh, and then about two years later, a company came along, I forget the name of it, and they literally took it and they made the beacons and the Bluetooth movement uh, where you could basically wander around the store. But this takes it to a whole new level because you had the visualization there right? and the animation and all the cool stuff that you can provide. And that's, and that's what it's about is getting that engagement, using the phone, getting people engaged. We focus on giving the opportunity that any business in the world can create an AR activation literally in minutes without a programmer, which works both on Apple as well as on Android as well. So it's pretty cool the way the technology works. If they have existing content, they want to play a video about the, the store, they want to do coupons, they want to do any kind of marketing with it, they could just upload their content to the cloud. We're a Microsoft Global Partner also certified, so we're Azure-based. And then we could deliver that content in real time directly to a mobile device anywhere for people to experience. So it's really cool. And the content can change dynamically every hour, every day, every week, yeah. whenever someone wants. <laughs> and the other market that's looking at AR is the digital out of home world. All those digital signs that you see all around, they want to activate those as well. So as people pass by them right now, you don't have an idea whether they looked at it or not. So imagine having your phone get notified and then having AR activation right off the digital sign. You know, a couple other industries, I'm sure you guys have thought of all this stuff, but just for the art of conversation, um, real, real estate, <clears throat> real estate, if you walk into a lot of homes uh, many times, they're just kind of empty and unglamorous and being able to maybe move your move your thing around. I know there's some AR that's going on with the sales of home products and stuff and yep. with clothes where you can hold your stuff up and just well, the the Ikea had it, right in the Ikea app, they took their 2d to 3d so I could see how that piece of furniture looks Nike did a great app that's coming out I believe in July this year mm -hmm. which is you can see how the sneakers look on your feet so up to two millimeters which is pretty amazing right so you're looking at it you're always concerned what size do I buy they give the ability to point the phone at with AR see how the sneaker looks and then order it right off I mean that's truly a tremendous frictionless opportunity of sales that then starts the, you know, I don't want to miss out the the FOMO, fear of missing out opportunity for consumers. Oh, I better hurry up to have a new sneaker coming out. I can order right from my phone. I don't even have to go to a physical store. And that builds a personalization and customization with the business that, uh, I mean, everyone buys experiences. And the fact that sometimes we're loyal to a brand or that we're, we're attached to a brand is because we like the experience. We like going there. It's fun. It's interesting. Exactly. Uh, it's just not... 
It's just not here's the product, buy it or not, and bye bye. You know, yeah, it all it. it's got to be experiential. It. It's got to be game. It's got to target that audience. It's got to yeah. be something fun. And that's what you know. Right now, everyone's in AR, kind of finding their spot. There's games. There's the medical, the industry world. We're training and manufacturing. They're using lenses as well to train people. So everyone's out there going. We focus on the small business opportunity, the medium size, and the large business. Want to activate AR? Get consumers going. Get them coupons, get them sweepstakes, and get them excited. And I think AR ultimately is going to be part of everyday life. Tim Cook has been quoted as saying he believes AR is going to be the next big thing like a mobile phone. And if you see what's going on now, I believe it is something that's going to come along that big. Yeah, because I get tired of VR with the heavy headsets. I'm a sweaty big guy. And so after wearing that thing for about 10 or 15 minutes, it's like dripping wet. And, and it's heavy as hell. Like I, I, uh, an AR thing that I would love to see come back. I, I love Google Glass at the time. I had several different versions of it. Google was sending me, uh, and I love that. That was really great, where you could look through it and stuff. Right, and then you came um, back with another version of it, and I think you'll see it more like my eyeglasses, powered with Bluetooth off of a phone, and then everything will override and be personalized. So as I'm walking around a mall, I'm walking through Times Square. I'm getting notifications and personalized messages as I go through, which is really like, you know, everyone gets concerned is digital overload. Now all of a sudden I'm getting everything coming to me at one time. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is what a lot of retailers are trying to do. I know when I go to the store like Albertsons, even even the grocery store, you know, they have those little stick out things that right. you know, sometimes you walk by and they'll be like, Yeah, hey, keep on. <laughs> um the uh, I know the NFL would be a big thing because one of the biggest challenges the NFL has been running into is getting people to come to the games and interact with the games. Half the time they're paying you know seven hundred dollars for a ticket and looking at their phone the whole time, and so they're spending a lot of money. I know right now upgrading all their stadiums so that they can have really great Wi-Fi, really good bandwidth, so they can entertain people and people can still do their right. Work. And they're looking to do gambling in stadium too, right? So that's a big area too, is to get people gambling on the game and keep them entertained. But certainly AR is a piece of that opportunity because imagine you had the mascot of the team that shows up on your phone and he becomes your concierge. So as you walk around, you go, hey, where's a hamburger? And he answers you. So the ability to leverage AI chatbot in with AR is where a number of you know future directions that people are looking at as well. Chatbots are pretty cool. There's a there's a game I play called The Vision Two, and they actually have incorporated it really well with the chatbot on the app on your phone. You check in every day, and it will actually give you stuff. the The game will say, "Hey, go to your phone to do this." Um, and using AR to be able to do that um, would just be you know cray cray, especially. Right. Yeah. Uh, hotels can have a concierge service. Welcome to the hotel. Thank you very much. What would you like to do? Car dealers. It doesn't end. And it's becoming, like you said, the next uh, next level. And when 5G hits, we have the ability to put not just lightweight interactions, but a ton of content through the pipe. Now, all of a sudden, you can have quite an engagement, both in AR plus as well as in the chatbot and the AI information. And it's going to becoming this whole new interaction as this next generation begins to experience that as standard. Yeah. When I was a kid, I did car sales. And sometimes you wouldn't have the color of the car that the person wanted on the lot. And you knew you could probably get it from another dealer, but the client wouldn't wait. Uh, and they're just like, well, I'll just go to the dealer and get it. Uh, but it would be great in that case scenario where you could have them hold up their thing and they could see if they really like the red car or the blue car that you have in stock. Or you hold it up, Chris, with the contract, say, don't worry, I'm giving you the red car. Can't you see it? And then you have them sign, and then you put the phone down and 
I don't know how how it changed colors. That's what I that's what I tell all my first dates when I have them hold up the Mario <laughs> uh, AR. The Mario picture shows up again. You are looking at Mario. Yeah. It's really weird though in the bedroom, but uh, I won't. I won't. You know, trying to hold a phone and whatever. You need that extra. Um, well, you could have the selfie stick, but that's a whole different subject, right there. That's a whole different. Yeah, I'm not even going to touch that one. Well, that's why it's called the selfie stick. Um, <laughs> so basically, retailers they can get a hold of your um, apps. They can download them. They can build out their systems the way they want. They don't have to spend a fifty billion dollars. They don't have to get you know programmers, their own technical team. It gives the corner store, the small franchise who has 10 stores, 50 stores, whatever it is, to get into AR, have the ability to engage and get people excited. That's the market we're focused at. It's it's an enormous market out there, the amount of small businesses, enterprise, medium sites that want to do something new and engaging. Social media is filled with noise now. Everyone's putting stuff out nonstop. AR gives you a new way to reach people, activate them and build out that relationship. And that's really what we're focused on in a simple, easy to weigh and cost-effective manner. That's it, everyone should have that ability to do it. And and, and like one of my favorite places to eat here is Little Burger Joint uh, close by me. They always give me these frequent, uh, the frequent buyer cards, you know, you buy enough uh, meals, you get a free onion ring and stuff like that. Right. And I always forget those damn things. I always leave them home. Right. And so this would give small businesses that want to do something like that frequent buyer thing, buyer loyalty, uh, reward cards. This would be the, the, the ability to do that through a virtual space and stay in touch with their client. And then uh, do they have the ability to do reminders or send offers? Like say I'm sitting at home and my, my burger uh, restaurant wants to say, hey, Chris, you know, 25% off. Uh, you can do push notifications. What we focus on is based on where you are physically in locations as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're going by the store or you're nearby, you can get a push notification. But again, if you push too much to consumers, sure. they're going to just turn off your app and say, you know what, Chris eats way too many burgers, has too <laughs> many onion rings, the man's got some serious issues going on there. We're not sending that out to them anymore. So people don't want push continually. They want the ability that if I'm in that environment, let me have those notifications, maybe an email reminder, but they don't want to see all this inbound traffic. Otherwise, they're just going to delete you anyway at that point. Well, on your guys' website, and it's imaginationpark.com for those of you who want to go check it out. And it shows that one place there's like tacos dancing or falling or something like that. <laughs> and everyone loves tacos, but that just takes it to a whole new level of saliency where you're just like, uh, man, that looks really good. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, and you guys show a video of where people are walking down kind of this outdoor sort of mall area and they're they're holding up the phone to the different stores and they're experiencing the different uh, VR sensations and salient points that they put in there. Uh, I mean, seriously, if I, you know, one of the reasons I like Yelp is because uh, when I'm thinking about going into a store, you know, I'm in a place where there's a lot of food places to choose from. I'm trying to decide. I look at Yelp and I'll look through the pictures of the food. Geez, if I could hold up my AR thing and see like this sizzling cheeseburger, <laughs> you know, it'd be even better if I had smell vision but well, imagine looking at that, holding it up, but then getting a coupon at that moment delivered yeah. right to your phone that in the next two hours, you can have a coupon to get a discount on it. And it's BOGO time for Chris. Yeah. yeah. I got a deal and I got it. He's know? in there. That's right. So that's what could be done with our platform. Deliver a coupon right at that instant to that individual experiencing that AR. And that's where we're looking for the reward and that engagement. Here it is. It's cool. It's visual. But by the way, 
here's a way to get a transaction out of it. And by the way, again, we're a public company. We're traded on the CSE as well as the OTC. Uh, if people truly believe in augmented reality, we're one of the few only uh, pure play software companies currently in North America as an AR company. So you can even invest in your guys' future then? Yeah, I could do it. Very low cost and give you, we think we're significantly undervalued. And we also just purchased a portfolio of patents. And the interesting part of the patents are uh, two in particular are character storylines based on AR and location. Hmm. So if you think about any games that might come to mind where it's an AR experience and that you go to specific locations and the storyline changes and provides you new engagement, we actually now have the patent to that and we'll be licensing it out to our own clients as well as out into the industry as well. That would be pretty awesome. Even like going to Disneyland, you could you could have stories being told at Disneyland as you wander through the park that are ongoing. I mean, the applications for it are crazy. It so. doesn't end. It really doesn't. Festivals, sports, live events, colleges. We have a college using it for recruitment and enrollment, whereas people take a tour on campus, they can point the phone at a building, and they'll get the chairman of the school explaining what's going on at the school, why they should go there, alumni explaining why it's been a great school for them. So it gives that next level engagement you never expect from a college tour. I mean, I don't know if you remember when you went to college, before they built you Mount Rushmore, you know, what that experience was like versus now you go with the phone and the kids are on there taking selfies and Snapchat. Now they can hear from people about that school. Definitely. And 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 I, I think with some of the stuff, too, you want to bring your friends and family and show it to them. Hey, you got to come see the store that we this downtown. Let's go. Let's go check it out. You can do this AR thing. And so I can take a selfie with a UFO guy, alien. Again, that ability to take it, share it, but then be rewarded while you're there. And mm -hmm. I think that's the way the malls are going, live events are going, sports are going. That's where ultimately that engagement entertainment with everyone with their mobile phone. What better way to engage people with AR with their mobile phone? It's the absolute perfect. And I'm going to put you on Mount Rushmore. The goal will be to get Chris Voss on Mount Rushmore in the next 24 hours. I don't know. If I pull my hair back, I can kind of do George Washington. Oh, there you go. We'll get to the fairy tree. I think as long as they cut me off right here, because I'm pretty much a whole Mount Rushmore below the neck. So that's right. Cool. Steady rock. Don't you worry. And also below the way. I don't know. <laughs> um, so cool. So you guys have the now Xeno Cloud is an AR uh, content. So system. we hold everything in the cloud. So for Imagine AR, we have the the cloud where we hold all the content. So if I'm a business, and I go, wow, how do I get my content up? We have a menu driven self serve system. We also offer turnkey solutions for someone to load up their, their videos, their coupons, if they have cartoons or images, or we can create it for them. We have a full production studio, as I told you before. We come from Hollywood. We've done a number of Hollywood uh, movies and, and stories, so we can help create for them too if they want, but give them the ability to leverage their existing content, deliver an AR experience at a fraction of the cost of anyone else out there. You don't have to build your own mobile app. You don't have get programmers you don't have to figure out content this allows you to get in the game quick and get retails up and going and i think we're seeing 2019 grow really quickly i don't know if you, you saw the awe the the augmented world they're expecting over six thousand people and i don't know when if you went years ago i mean they didn't have remotely close to six thousand people <laughs> so if you look at that and you start seeing the brands and the announcements it's coming and i think by 2020 ar is just going to skyrocket up into a significant amount of business 
especially with 5G. 5G is going to be able to transport. So yeah, much. and that'll help. But certainly Wi-Fi to start, we're in close, mm -hmm. but 5G will take it to the next level, absolutely. But 5G is still takes some time to get out there, right? It's not yeah. coming up fast, but there's enough with Wi-Fi and phones. We work on regular cell service as well as Wi-Fi, so we don't require that big pipe. But once you get to 5G, you can light up a whole area where they are. It's amazing. A whole downtown with content, with data, with chatbot, and you enter in, you know, whether they call it the mirror world or the future digital world, but we're going there. And everything's going to be experienced with glasses, with your phone running, and out in the world. So if I have a mirror world, would that mean there would be two of me? You can only dream of that opportunity. <laughs> and ask your girlfriend and your family how excited they would be. There would be two Chris bosses in the room. Uh, the is, from their perspective, they, one of me. they can turn one off. So that won't be bad. So they can still go back to one if they want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can stand the the single version of me, let alone the double version of me. You know? Well, it's, you know, they can have occlusion and put you behind a wall, and then just stand you in a corner. Olympics wives. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> so anything more we need to know about uh, your guys's company? Imagine. I think Imagination Park is, is going to be a player in the world of AR. We expect it. We build a platform or a Microsoft partner. We've got great clients already, like the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Erie Seawolves is the Detroit Tigers minor league team, Orange Fitness. We're growing pretty quickly right now, but we're targeting that everyone out there can create AR experiences as a business anytime they want in minutes without the need for a programmer. They'll use Imagine AR as the app if they want. Ultimately, if they want a white label, we offer white label solutions for large companies too, so they can put their name on it. And we think this is going to be the next wave for years to go, and we'd love people to join us on this journey. We are a public company. One more time, Chris. Imagination Park IP is the symbol. It's on OTCQB in the U.S. as well as on the CSE in Canada. It's significantly undervalued with everything I explained to you. So we're excited to be part of this revolution and hope everyone joins us. And we will be the one to put Chris Voss on Mount Rushmore in the next 24 hours. Is our well, I mean the right or the left? I put you right in the middle. We'll put you right over. Put you right in the middle. That's there it. You go. Put me over him so that I'm like we'll have you hover your system. There you go. They'll all be looking up to you. The Chris Voss monument. Be like, who's this asshole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta love it. So I encourage everyone to go to imaginationpark.com. Check out the really cool videos that are there. They've got some really cool videos of their products. You can see how the whole thing interacts, works as they're walking down the street or they're doing different things. And and some really great examples of how a business can utilize this sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, in fact, I'm watching a video right now. You're at a Porsche dealership. This is really awesome. And you can, they're, they're holding it up to the outside of the car and they're seeing like a cool uh, video of the inside of the car and everything. So they're, they're basically in a walk through the middle as they walk around the car and they can see what it looks like and get those salient features going uh, in their face. Yep, you got it. It's exciting. It's fun. And we want to be a part of it and look forward to anyone want to contact us, contact us on the contact us page at Imagination Park and also on social media at IP Tech AR. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us on the show today, Alan. Uh, be sure to check those guys out. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that bell notification button. Be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. You can find us on any different podcasting app out there. And of course, uh, so on Spotify, uh, Luminary, uh, what, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, iTunes, it seems like well, what about the Mount Rushmore private network? Are you on I, that? I think that's the next podcast we're launching here. Yeah. Okay. 
and all that good stuff. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys are a wonderful audience. And thanks to Alan for being here today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much, Chris. Take care. Thank you.